Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene and Lori. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm so glad that you're here listening to this today. And if you're listening the day this episode releases, it is Valentine's Day. So um, I hope that today is not a day that you're discouraged and overwhelmed and filled with sadness, but a day where you're motivated to continue fighting for your marriage with your spouse. And I think our conversation today is going to um, help with that encouragement. Without a doubt, and do not let Valentine's Day depress you, but encourage you to pray for others and for you to know that God is wanting to increase your love and get your marriage to be all that he wants it to be. So this is a day to be excited for the future. Absolutely. Well, today we're going to share a special discussion that on marriage that we had with Scott Salisbury. Scott is the Director of Marriage Programs at Live the Life South Florida, and he has a love for seeing marriages succeed with God at the center. Today's discussion is going to encourage you regardless of the state of marriage you're in. If you're happily married, you may be looking for tips on how to strengthen that bond, and we talk about that. Or maybe you're a person who is praying and fighting for your marriage because your marriage is broken right now. We're going to talk about how to handle that and ways that you can put God at the center as you pray and fight for your marriage. So there is really something for everyone in today's discussion. I hope that you enjoy this talk and that at the end you find yourself motivated to see your marriage continue to grow in Jesus as you serve him through your marriage. We are excited that this is going to encourage you for the future and not get you discouraged because of any time or any circumstance, but that you just listen and believe what the Lord is going to do and what you can do for others and for your family while you're waiting for his miracle. And one of those things that you can do is to be a person of prayer. And we talk about that a lot in today's episode. And so we've created some resources that are available for you to download as you look for ways to intentionally pray for your marriage. We have 30 days of praying for your wife, 30 days of praying for your husband, or 30 days of praying for your prodigal if you're a person who is praying for a prodigal spouse. So you can click the link in the show notes and find the prayer challenge that would help you the most, and that is available for you as well. Never, never doubt the power of prayer in your life. Absolutely. Well, I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, Scott, thank you for joining us today and coming to um, sit down and talk to us about one of our favorite topics, marriage yeah. and God's view of marriage. It's been a joy, um, a journey, but a joy as well, too. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be able to come and, and sit with with you both and just talk about what God has in store for our time together. Yeah. Amen. Well, tell me a little bit about what you do. You're with Live the Life South Florida. So what do you do at Live the Life South Florida? So Live the Life South Florida, uh, we work with marriages. Uh, we also work in students. So we work, really, we take from um, young people from middle school all the way to senior adults. And we kind of talk about relationship education. You know, we, we feel like at one point it was just marriage enrichments and encouragements mm-hmm. and directions and conferences and classes. We felt like we wanted to go back a little bit because if all we were dealing with were broken marriages, 
um, then we just kind of repeat the cycle. We said, why don't we go farther down the river and right. say, let's talk about to high schoolers and, and middle schoolers how to have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And so we've had the privilege of being over 47 different public high schools and private schools in Broward County. That's great. Uh, teaching relationship education <laughs> and uh, to uh, well over 5,000 students over the last you know, four or five years. That's and so awesome. to be in their life early on, especially those, those middle school years, mm-hmm. are pivotal trying to f- navigate and figure out emotions and feelings and relationships. Mm-hmm. Has on, to have some sound um, education mm-hmm. in front of them uh, has been, been positive. And we've certainly seen years later how people who've walked through that that are now going, okay, those early years mattered for me making decisions later on yeah. in my life. So. Uh, but in doing that, you know, I oversee our marriage program. I'm director of marriage program. And so we see uh, marriages that come in from um, our, our uh, premarital courses mm-hmm. to just enrichment going, hey, I just need a kind of a tune up to struggling marriages that mm-hmm. are feeling like we're done. We've already been divorced. Uh, we're heading for a divorce. I've mm-hmm. signed the papers, but it looks better to, for the judge <laughs> if I just, you know, hey, I tried to, you know. Yeah. And we just said, listen, you know, we just believe that, that, um, our God that we serve is big and big enough to handle our our deepest needs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a starting point. And we call it Hope Weekend because, you know, we're not here to solve the marriage weekend. Yeah. We're trying to hope to provide hope. And, so and that hope. is the key because if you don't have hope or yeah. any or faith that believe that anything can happen, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's what we teach is that you— I divorced Bob because of the circumstances, and I had two pastors and, and counselors and attorneys saying, you know, it's hopeless. Yeah. And I believed it. Yeah. And then afterwards, God says, what about me? Yeah, amen. And, and I, I, it's not hopeless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he changed me and, and had me open my eyes to that God hates divorce. Yeah. And if he writes that in the Bible, then he's trying to teach us something. He means (laughs) it, you know, and that's the key is that then people get hope and then they get encouragement. Uh, You can live, you know, 40 days without food. You can go four weeks without water. You can go about four minutes without air, but you can't live a second without hope. Mm -hmm. So the question is really, what is our hope in? You know, Paul talks about, you know, hoping the things that are eternal, not the things that are here on on earth, Mm -hmm. because things on earth are temporary. They're subject to change. Right. But the things that are in heaven, you know, focus our eyes on things that are above because we know that's eternal. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so right. but, uh, we got to focus on the things that are eternal. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's well, awesome. many people are feeling hopeless because of their marriages and the situation they're, they're in. And, you know, we were just talking a few minutes ago about the devil hates marriage. Yeah. He he wants it destroyed and he doesn't um, he doesn't stop at any any line to cross to uh, destroy a marriage for a couple. And so why do you think the um, enemy is so against marriages? Um, I think there's a couple reasons. Uh, God instituted marriage before he instituted the church. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. So back in Genesis, he, sta- he installed the idea of marriage. Yeah. And so from the very beginning, I think the enemy was trying, is, is was and is trying to dissolve something that God had united. Mm-hmm. You know? and so, uh, but this idea of oneness um, coming together uh, produces power and authority and opportunity for God to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting if you read it in Genesis, the devil didn't come to Adam and Eve; he came to Eve. Mm-hmm. He came to one first, mm-hmm. right? And because you know, when he can get you alone, and then he gets us into this head in our head mm-hmm. that just kind of gets begins to circulate and all, he has the potential of beginning to get us to, to believe things that aren't inaccurate. 
Right. Because of feelings and emotions yes. and, and truth, all that stuff, right? But when you've got somebody else that's there to say, wait, let me speak into that. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what the truth is. Let me let me help answer that question. Now you don't now you don't necessarily leave it here. Now you've got to rationalize it out. And I think when we get to the place of feeling alone, which I think is the whole goal of the enemy, is let me yes. let me get you to be lonely. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, like you can live in a home with five running kids mm-hmm. and a husband or a wife or whatever and still feel alone. You can work in an environment where you've got 35 coworkers, but yet still feel alone because the enemy really wants, if he can get you on island solo by yourself, uh, he can really begin to play into the emotions and feelings in your mind. And so I think uh, in marriage, he's constantly fighting against, div- constantly trying to bring division mm-hmm. in separation. Because he knows the power of unity mm-hmm. when two people come together to work through something. You know, marriage is not easy. We, yeah. we know that. We, all, we put the work, effort, time, energy in. It is, a, I always said, it's the hardest relationship, yet mm-hmm. most rewarding relationship we'll ever be involved in right. here yeah, on right. earth. Yeah. Um, and so we know it's going to be hard. You know, nobody signs up, you know, going to premarital going, this is going to be the hardest relationship. Yeah. I'm so excited about <laughs> First this. First Corinthians 7 right. says that. Right, exactly, right? This yeah. will be difficult. This will be difficult, right? You know, Paul's yeah. very clear. Yeah. You know, I'm actually, don't do this if you don't really want to. Yeah. You know, Paul says, I'd rather you not do it. You know, so, but but we understand it's a hard, it's a hard process. Mm-hmm. We just have to understand that in the hard days of life, and it's not a matter of if, but when, when. the hard days come, mm-hmm. what's our posture? You know, do we give up? Do we, I'm done, throw in the towel? Or do we say, mm-hmm. I, I need to stand and fight? You know, Paul was very clear multiple times in Scripture on our our response when those times come, those troubles come. You know, Paul even said this way. He says, the things I don't want to do in Romans, mm-hmm. the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Right. That's the things right. I want to do, I can't seem to do. And he says, I daily have to do what? I got to beat my body mm-hmm. into subjection that I may right. honor him, right? That is in marriage, in raising kids, in living life. It's just, it's a daily fight. We call it the grind, but it's a daily fight, you know, just fighting that flesh. And so, uh, but the enemy hates it so much because I believe it it brings honor to God. Mm -hmm. You know, our marriage, uh, oneness is a holy act, a holy moment that we're sacrificing back and forth to each other. Mm -hmm. The enemy is all about selfishness, you know, but, but. Kingdom mindset is all about sacrifice. I want to give. I want to be the least of these. I want to serve at your feet, not be the head of the table, but be at the, the foot of the table. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite, right? Right. And so, um, but when the enemy when the enemy sees that working well, um, he turns up the heat mm-hmm. and finds, you know, what's those, what are those weak spots that I can begin to, to, to work in on? But, but he hates seeing a, a couple who are praying together. He hates seeing a couple who are managing life together, right. raising kids together in, in, in a good godly home. He hates to see it because it goes against his nature, yeah. which is isolation right. And, right. Um, and solo and you can't make it and defeatedness and, and all that. Right. I think that um, we've never seen a couple that has ended up separated or divorced, having struggles in their marriage that ended there quickly and suddenly. Mm. It was a multitude of micro decisions that led them there, you know, just a slow separation of that unity that you're talking about. And how can a couple combat that? Like, you know, there's um, suggestions from people that you need to be one. And and how does that look in in a functioning marriage when a couple is coming together? And when you have started to see that separation emotionally in your relationship, how can you take steps to get back to that mm. oneness together? Yeah. I think part of it is you got to retrain your brain. Mm-hmm. 
You know, yeah. we've lived so long in our brain thinking he's always going to do this or she's mm-hmm. never going to do that, right? And we got to retrain the brain to, to think differently. Um, but I look at it this way. I think I think it's taking little steps, right? not giant leaps, right? I mean, if you've ever been on a treadmill in the gym and you turn it on and you stop walking, what happens? It stops. Yeah, it's, it's a bad scenario, right? It's a bad, it's ugly, right? Because life is always moving, yeah. right? And so we have to continue to move as well too, which means we just got to put a step. We don't, hit, we don't have to hit home runs. We just had to hit singles. Right. right. So what's one step I can do mm-hmm. in this marriage that is fractured that I can, can move towards him instead of turns away? My wife shares a story about we were kind of just struggling with some things or whatever for a couple of weeks and just kind of talking through it, but just not on the same page. And she says this, or she says, she says I remember laying in bed with my husband one night and I turned my, my, my body, just turned my posture away from him, mm-hmm. you know, because I was just frustrated. And she says, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, mm-hmm. turn to your husband, not away from him. Yeah. Mm. Now, at that moment, it was her choice out of the act of obedience. Of what, no, I'm, not, I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or right, right. I'm going to be able Now, she never told me until, I think we were teaching at a conference. She, yeah. told, she shared a story. I have no idea. What <laughs> that was like a year and a half ago, right? <laughs> But but that was something. But that was intimate between her and the Lord. Yeah. Right. That that on that that moment of of obedience. Right. God honored that. Right. Of right. course. You know, obviously, we, we, there's restoration in that yes. process. But I think it's it's those little steps mm-hmm. as the Holy Spirit who walks with us says, "Hey, do that little thing. Mm-hmm. Put that deposit that little piece there. because so much of life is all about withdrawals." Mm-hmm. We just have withdrawal, withdrawal, withdrawal. We've got to deposit into our marriage. Mm-hmm. And what is what is one act? You know, uh, ask your husband. Hey, how can I love you today? Mm-hmm. How can I love your wife? How what can I do that would show love to you this right. week? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if 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 that's not your heart, like, I don't want to. That's a heart issue. Right. But if you're really trying to, um, don't try to guess what it is. Don't try to mm-hmm. figure it. Just ask them. Hey, how can I love you this week? How can I show love to you? Mm-hmm. You know, and she might have a list of four. I can tell you in alphabetical order if you'll do it, you know. <laughs> or he might say, if you will just greet me when I walk in the door. Right. You know, for men, a lot of it's just Stop. respect. Just oh, show me yes. respect. You exactly. know? Just, just agree with me when I say, hey, we're going to do this. Okay, good. Yeah. Versus going, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. It could be little things. So asking, we encourage mm-hmm. couples, just ask them mm-hmm. and let them speak into it versus trying to trying to guess, you know, what could that act be or what could that mm-hmm. verbiage be or what could that text say. Hey, how could I love you? And I think those little acts of kindness towards each other, they're empathetic. You know, I remind couples this. Before you got married, they had 20 plus years probably without you. Mm-hmm. You have no idea outside of what they've let you in on what's happened in those 20 years of life. Yeah. Right. The painful side of things, the growing up in a dysfunctional home, and oh, yeah. dysfunction, but yeah. just growing up in a broken home, right. all those things. So you don't understand how... Your raising of your voice affects mm-hmm. that young little girl inside when she was six years old and she's all dad, you know, you don't, you don't see all that stuff. So I yeah. said, so have empathy mm-hmm. towards your spouse when you're navigating and walking through troubled waters mm-hmm. and don't feel like, well, she should have matured. He should know better than, you know, just have empathy. So in your conversation with each other, be empathetic towards each yeah. other. That reminds me, I have the um, verse here, Romans 12, verse 10 says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Mm. And if we would just shift our focus to stop making it all about me, mm-hmm. but instead serving my spouse, yeah. then you're putting them, you know, ahead of you. And if you have two people that are just doing that, right. falling over each other, trying to serve one another, yeah. 
then where does that give the enemy a foothold to, right, right. to come in? Right. Um, why do you think so many marriages suffer before they raise the white flag and, and say, hey, we're struggling? Because, you know, a lot of marriages, they have these divisions that we talked about, and they just build up and build up. And then by the time they ask for help, the brick wall is yeah. built between them. Yeah. Why do you think so many people fail to ask for help early on? I think ultimately, I think it's a pride thing. Yeah. I don't want people, I don't want people to know. Yeah. I thought I was thinking that word right mm-hmm. when you were. Yeah, I just don't think people want people to know. Positively. I think, like, think about it this way people would love to, to give to kids. Mm-hmm. And it, it deals with kids, you know, yeah. toy drive, all this stuff. When it comes to marriages, people are like, yeah, I'm not sure why, because there are two grown adults who should figure life out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And yeah. so as adults, we feel like we should we should be able to figure this out. We're right. two grown adults. Yeah. We don't need someone else telling us how to figure this thing out. Right? right. And the reality is the Bible says this there is a there is wisdom in the multitudes. Mm-hmm. Wisdom of counsel in the multitudes of many. When we just leave it to ourselves, we have there's wisdom between two of us. But you know what? If I get before another person who has different wisdom or greater in this area, we get we get to know, you know, we we know what we know in this space. We know what we don't know, mm-hmm. and we know what we don't know that we didn't realize we need, needed to know, mm-hmm. right? But we're just so um inept to believe that we should be able to figure life out with what we have. But the reality is we should always be learners. What a disciple is, right? A learner under discipline. Yeah, so how positively. can I learn yeah. to grow in meeting with a coach or meeting with a counselor or mm-hmm. meeting with a pastor to say, hey, we're stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, so many couples, I'm sure you guys run into as well too, they, it's not that they don't communicate, they just don't connect. Mm-hmm. They're, just not, they're, not, they're not connecting with each other and they find themselves stuck mm-hmm. in this pattern, residual pattern, you know, and it yeah. could be trauma, it could be, you know... Um, triggers that cause them to go in that way, but, it, but they just kind of get stuck. Thing. And so how do we break that cycle mm-hmm. of getting unstuck. You know, if you go out west into Wyoming, Dakotas and all that stuff, there are still um, tracks from the wheels that were walked that were ridden out there mm. back 150, 200 years ago. Mm. The deep these deep ruts uh-huh. that are still there hundreds of years later wow. was what caught them through there. But but they're still stuck there. So as, as marriages, sometimes we get stuck in these ruts going, mm-hmm. I thought it'd be different. It should be this way. He doesn't know. She never, you know, get out of the rut. Right? Yeah. You've, you've got to work out of that rut. Some ruts are deeper than others, mm-hmm. but you've got to find some help and just say, hey, I'm willing to raise my hand and say, hey, can you give me something? Because mm-hmm. we were kind of all out of ideas. We can have a blame. Yeah. We, we can all of a sudden personally have one or two of both and blame each other sure. for, oh, about yeah. different things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other word that we often don't mention in a marriage is forgive. Mm-hmm. We yep. need to forgive on mm-hmm. all areas and, and little things yeah. or a big thing. Yeah. We need to learn to forgive and yeah. talk through it, pray through it, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and work on it and not just have this stuffed down there so that when something happens, it's just right there to trigger you again Mm -hmm. of that unforgiveness that you're just keeping for no reason other than the devil wants you to never forgive them for whatever they've done. Well, let's let's talk about forgiveness. What would you say to a man or woman who has a relationship that it may be they're still living under the same roof. It may be broken and they're separated right now, but there's been deep hurts. Mm. There may have been betrayal or addictions. And what would you say to that person that needs to forgive mm. and, and try to heal, but they've got to do the first step of forgiving? Yeah, yeah. And it, it is, it's, a, it's a step process, you know. 
forgive forgiveness doesn't mean forgetting what mm-hmm. happened, you know. Oh, yeah. And I think you've got to you depend on the the significance of what's happened, right. the betrayal, um, loss of trust. You know, I, mean, I always say trust is time plus integrity equals trust. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. So it takes some time. Yeah. It takes some integral acts and decisions. And that rebuilds trust. It only takes one bad decision to, to really mutilate trust, right? Right. <laughs> but it takes a lot of time to rebuild that back up. And so when when somebody's walking through, you know, trauma or walking through, you know, trying to rebuild forgiveness, it takes a it takes some some simple some small steps. I'm just going, you know what? Um, this is risky. Mm-hmm. It's risky to say I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you in this process. Mm-hmm. But but it's kind of like it's kind of when you when you're raising kids. Um, you don't say, hey, have a free-for-all, enjoy life. Yeah. <laughs> you say, hey, you know what? Uh, these are the rules. These are expectations. Yeah. And as you grow up and get older, you're going to have more expectations and more freedoms as well, too. Right. So when there's brokenness in a home, you've got to start with the little things. What, what, what is one thing that we can work that we have in common right now? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Let's hold on to that. Let's see if there's something we can add to that you know, in the near future. Because I, because I think the goal is, you have to ask the question, do you want to be made whole? Do you yeah. want the marriage to be made? If the answer to that is no, mm-hmm. then that's a whole separate direction. Right. But if both are go, both parties are going, we want this to work. Mm-hmm. We just need some steps to make it to work. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think making those steps is okay, turning towards each other. Um, what are your needs? What mm-hmm. what is what is a need that I can help um, mm-hmm. fulfill? You know? Uh, I need when it comes to, you know, let's say a couple was just infidelity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, she says, I can't trust it. When you come home, you're really coming home. Yeah, things like that. And listen, if that, if that's the case. Hey, one of my need, one of my asks is, can you text me? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. hey, when you're leaving. So I know you're, when I know you're, you're going to be home in 20 minutes from now. Yeah. Like that helps rebuild some, some trust. And, and he may go, I can't believe I got it. But yeah. again, you go back to, do we want to make it work? Mm-hmm. If we want to make it work, then we need to make sacrifices for the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about this idea of, of us, how us is more important than you or me. Mm-hmm. Right. And when we talk about us, we talk about the marriage. Like the marriage matters most, right? Yeah. What you think and, and what he thinks matters, mm-hmm. but it may not think it may not matter as much as what matters to the marriage. Right. And so we can sacrifice for the marriage before maybe you can sacrifice for your spouse. Mm-hmm. Because if we want if the if the goal is I want the marriage to work, then I'm willing to sacrifice for the marriage. I'm not sure if I can sacrifice for her because of what she said yet, but I'll sacrifice for the marriage because I realize the marriage needs this. Mm-hmm. And, and then put in the children. Sure. If oh, there yeah. are children, yeah. we need to have both husband and wife realize that everything you do, mm-hmm. they're watching, yeah. and yeah. we want to be an example, but we need to sacrifice our lives to say we need these children not to live in a separated home. Right. And we know the stats on right. it. Yep. And we know that they need a mom and a dad together. Yeah. So we need to fight for that yep. and mm-hmm. and put the children as a focus mm-hmm. of you know what what we're willing right. to do that for our children. And the it's work ge- you do is is a generational exactly, work. And if you sat with a I sat with a couple, I said, Let me paint you a five year picture. Mm-hmm. I sat with them a couple of the other day, and I said, said, five years, you want to get divorced, and she's trying to hide this thing together, but let's go five years from now, you get divorced. This is what it's going to look like. Separate mm-hmm. Christmases, Thanksgivings, weekends, uh, running around. Like, you, and, and if that's what you really want, this is the direction you're going to go five years right. from now. And that's just the little couple of things I can come up with. Yeah. 
The other direction is, let me give you five years if you fought for this. This is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sacrificing. It's going to be giving up. I said, but what you're gain, gaining in long-term return mm-hmm. is you've your kids of going, I know what life is like when it's hard. Right. And my parents knew it was hard. And guess what they did? They stayed. They right. worked this through for us mm-hmm. and for themselves. Yeah. And so they what the kids got was an example of what how to do how do you do hard work. Right. Right. Uh, and if there's something our kids the need ins- now more than ever is the these examples of hard work. Yeah. For them, for their yes, future. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because know? we're all patterns. We're all patterning examples. Yeah. As parents, everything we do is patterning and examples, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully more good than bad and yeah. ugly. But we're patterning for our kids and our kids' kids. Because this right. is again generational. Yeah. The Bible Positively. is very clear. If we don't if we don't address the massive issues that are going on in our personal lives mm-hmm. that we get into marriage, there's a potential that carries on to the next generation yeah. and the next generation and the next generation. Like we get to the wedding day thinking this is the case. I'm getting married. Here we go. Here, babe. Here's all my mm-hmm. stuff. Here's my suitcase of belongings and <laughs> yeah. issues, right? Because you're going to help me fix them. Yeah. Right. But that's not God's intention no. for marriage. He no. said, actually, <laughs> the goal is get all your stuff together, yeah. figure most of your stuff out, right? then get to the altar. right? And it's not two broken people. It's two pretty healthy people right. with the Savior kind of in the centerpiece. But if you got two broken people mm-hmm. hoping they're going to, two broke people are going to fix each other, yeah. that can be a recipe for a lot of challenges, right. massive challenges, right? And so, so you know, but moving forward, you've got people, you know, you've got two people in a marriage who want to make it work, but are struggling to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts with a conversation. Like we we want to be on the same page. I know there's hurt, I know there's pain, mm-hmm. there's there's brokenness that's here. Um, but how can I move towards you versus move away from you? Mm-hmm. We want to move towards each other. Um, and if your why is big enough, and that why is we're staying because of the marriage, or we're staying because the kids, mm-hmm. or whatever. If that why is big enough, you'll sacrifice for it. Yeah. What would you say to a person who is the only one right now mm. that wants to fight for that, and the other spouse just isn't on board right now and can't get over whatever it is they're holding on to, mm. the bitterness, the anger? What would you say to that one person that's trying to be the one fighting for the marriage alone? Yeah, I mean... Hold on to Christ and yeah. what he's done. The scriptures, mm-hmm. I think, I think go, go back to Hosea. You read the story of Hosea, and here was God's intention for, you know, um, again, it was a type and shadow of his people towards mm-hmm. him, just constantly going out. But uh, Hosea's posture was just, I'm going to hold on. This is this is my promise. Yeah. I mean, you live an example. This is my promise. This is what you've asked me to do. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to intercede and pray. Um, I can't change them. Right. But I can do I can do everything I can do towards mm-hmm. this marriage, and I'll sacrifice for the marriage. Amen. Uh, I can I can tell you story after story. Oh my goodness, um, of couples who have sacrificed. One is just like I'm just done. Like I got no desire. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in it. And was basically running away. Mm-hmm. Right. And she she's been an intercessor in my, in my life for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just continued to intercede and pray, and saw literally saw transformation take place in front of her mm-hmm. eyes of her husband oh, but it, but it wasn't overnight it was yeah. over years yeah right right to the point where now he's you know last 20 years of his life he's been in church serving the lord mm-hmm. and his kids are but he broke that he broke a potential pattern right that could have been for the next previous generations yeah. correct and that pattern was broken um not because of who he was but because of whose he was yes and because of what she was doing right. behind exactly. the scenes right. holding on praying and yes. interceding exactly and i would say i would tell that person 
find other people, mm-hmm. a few other people that trust, that believe with you, mm-hmm. that you can get around to say, just just agree with me. Yes. Correct. Just agree yeah. with me. Because we'll right. have, well, it's easy to have all the naysayers. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can tell you five stories. You know, yeah. No, I, just, I just need two or three people that yeah. agree with the direction Positively. I'm going. Yeah. And if I can have that on those hard days, um, that gives me hope. Yeah. It gives me hope. Yeah. We talk often and use the example, you know, if our spouses were to come down with a terminal illness or some, you know, crazy diagnosis, that we would move heaven and earth to mm. get them the treatment they needed. We would be with them through the heart. We wouldn't say, well, you're sick and that's not what I signed right. up yeah. for. We would pray and fight for them. Yeah, yeah. But then when we hit hardships in marriage, you know, it like you said, it is hard. There are going to be da- yep. days that are difficult that... Some it takes one spouse so often just starting to say I'm going to stick this out and I'm going to pray and intercede for God to change, yeah. and that's where we see we change go, happen. Yeah, we all go through rough patches. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. so if we were going to ring the I quit bell every time we hit yeah. a rough patch, <laughs> yeah. you know that's not an it was not till it was till death do us. Yeah. All those things it wasn't until you right. take me off. Like, yeah, like love is what very first couple of love is what patient. patient yeah. Right. Love is kind. It didn't say nice. Right. <laughs> she kind. said love is kind. Kind is much different than niceness. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So here's here's again a, a variation. How, are we loving our spouse well? Uh-huh. Are we patient with them? Yeah. You know. Yes. A sickness or they've hidden post premenopause or they're yeah. going through a scenario at home with her with her, with, with her parents. Whatever. Right. You know. Like yeah. are, are you? Do you or have work the enduring? Is hard. Or yeah. work you know, is hard. Yeah. You can come home and have that all what a bad day at work. Mm. And often taken out on your children yeah. or your wife yeah. Yeah. or husband because we With, expect them to understand us. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you just don't have a bad yeah. day. Yeah, you know. But we, we again, when we go back to preferring others above ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, we get home thinking our spouse gets us. My kids understand. Mm-hmm. We would never talk that way to our boss. Right. We would never. Have a job, right. right. So we get our spouse. <laughs> so the, we need to be gracious when we go. And go you know what? Yeah. I, I can't treat him or her. I can't. You know, I've got. I've got to be careful. And honoring them, you know, respecting, you know, their role in, in marriage and mm-hmm. as a husband or as a wife. What do you think about the emotional connection in a relationship? And kind of, I don't know if I've ever seen a marriage where emotionally people are exactly on the same mm-hmm. page at the same time, you know, but how do we connect emotionally um, to our spouses in a better way? Um, yeah, so it's good. I think you're, um, we're different levels emotionally. Yeah. And I think if we feel like um, one is better than the other, I think mm. we're, we're going to be competing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I think we got to look at our what are our strengths. Mm-hmm. You know, where one is is um, has we call it EQ, emotional intelligence. Oh yeah, you mm-hmm. know, able mm-hmm. to survey a room and say, hey, I'm not I'm not the most important person in the room, right? Yeah. <laughs> or I don't have to have the loudest voice. Like like those are good emotional approaches to things. Uh, but if we are be- if if we're married to our spouse, mm-hmm. then uh, we didn't marry our identi- identical. Right? Right. We married somebody <laughs> different than us, yeah. right? So otherwise, if we married our a perfect person uh, who we were, uh, either we're going to be bored out of our mind yeah. or drive ourselves crazy. So we find somebody's <laughs> yeah. opposite in us in many ways, right? And it includes emotions as well too. So as opposed to looking at it as this is a competing thing, we got to see it as it's more of a completing thing. So I realize, mm-hmm. hey, my, my wife is better at this mm-hmm. when it comes to emotions than I am. So I need to say, hey, how's it you? How do you handle that? How do you deal with it that way? Because I I need to be better like that. Like mm-hmm. it's having an honest conversation about that. Or hey, you know, when it comes to anger, like you don't, I have explosive anger. You don't have explosive. Like how does that bother you? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, because I don't let I don't let the little things build up. You know, mm-hmm. I just I, I start the conversation early on. So as opposed to 
have an animosity towards the fact that they don't respond the way you do, um, look at it as a positive thing. Like, you know what? Oh, I, need, I need to grow in that. Yeah. You know? And so help me as your spouse, can help me grow in that emotion. So mm-hmm. I'm not, because I, most of us know our blind spots. Yeah. We just don't want to talk about them, right? <laughs> and then other people see them as well too. And sometimes yeah. they'll say something, right? Yeah. Usually our spouse or, or our kids. Um, but it's another thing to say, hey, you know what? I need I need to, I need help in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, as our, as our kids got older, you know, I've always, we've always told our kids, hey, stop doing that. Hey, you can't do that. Hey, you know, as our kids got older, I started sitting with them going, hey, what are some things that dad struggles with? Mm-hmm. How am I doing? Wow. Right? Because I always tell you for the last 18 years, yeah. hey, don't, quit, <laughs> stop. But guess what? As you become of age, yeah. I want you to speak into my life. And yeah. so when my daughter or my son says, hey, dad, you've been a little impatient lately, I go, yeah. I don't go, ah, whatever. I yeah. go, hey, thank you. I need right. I need to be aware of that yeah. because oh, this yeah. is a family. This isn't right. this isn't this isn't a dictatorship where yeah. two of us are running the house. Right. right. It might be for a little right. bit for a short season. Yeah. <laughs> but as you get older, you know, these kids become adults. Mm-hmm. You yes. know? And when they can speak into your life as well too, and they may not always agree with everything, but mm-hmm. they, they have a window in as well too. You're going, this is how a unit begins to function. Right. Right. And so that, and that now you've got respect towards each other and honoring right. as a husband and wife, honoring as a mom and dad, mm-hmm. honoring you as a kid, you know, and you begin to work with inside those realms. And how much healthier to be able to sit and have a calm conversation to say, here's some places, you know, where I see, where you ask for that feedback. Absolutely, yeah. Instead of it being something that you're festering and and it's boiling over, like you said, where it just explodes, you know, when there's another pair of socks on the floor. And we go back to two years worth of of anger that you've held in. open the closet up. I mean, when this thing at you, (laughs) you said this, you know, before we know it, we're holding up to this. Yeah. It's so much healthier to be able to do that. That's great, great advice. Um, How can a person serve their spouse if they're not living under the same roof right now? Would you have any ideas about Mm. that? I mean, we kind of talked about encouraging and loving them um, and maybe even giving them the freedom if you're separated to to start rebuilding some of this to say, hey, you did this when you were separated, despite... Um, unfaithfulness, despite some physical abuse, some verbal abuse, she called my dad and said, when she heard, you know, once God revealed to you what, right. what had oh, happened yes. and, and where she had failed, she said, I'm sorry for my part. Mm. And I think we all have to take ownership at some point, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Of, I, I don't think I've run into a scenario where it's always one person's right. fault. You're right. Right. Oh, it's You're 100% right. your fault. Right. Rarely, right. rarely, rarely, super rarely is that I case. I don't think right. I've heard it either. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it deals with, you know, well, yeah. yeah, rarely is it the case. Right. So the idea isn't yours, is, you, you have 80%, I have 20%. Yeah. That's the case. And how how do I navigate my twenty percent mm-hmm. in this issue? I need I need to own it. I need to figure out. Hey, I need to you know address because of what I did or didn't mm-hmm. do for you or to you, which caused some of this stuff or whatever. Uh, but the idea of serving is, and I, I love the, I love this thought here talking about it because it's hard to serve when you're hurt. Mm. Yes, I don't want to give to somebody who's hurt me. Mm-hmm. You've you've caused so much pain. How can I? How can I now go back in? But it goes, it goes again. Again, excuse me, again, it goes back to the word. Right. How do I prefer you even above my emotions and feelings when I'm right. when they're so raw? Right. Right. Now, right. You know? And honestly, I think part of that is it's the little things that that you're talking about. But it's also so same Lord. Help me mm-hmm. to know what I need to say. Help mm-hmm. me to know what I, I need to do. Empower me. Empower yeah. me to do it. Yeah. Empower. It's yeah. really the Holy Spirit yeah. where I would say, okay, Lord, I can't do this Absolutely. in the flesh, yeah. mm-hmm. but you can empower me and me. I can 
treat him like you want me to treat him right. and yeah. not how I feel. Yeah. And that can change a person's life yeah. and, and not always being angry and, and keeping uh, a tally right. of what mm-hmm. they've been doing. Right. If we erase that, as the Lord erases and forgives us when, when we do things, yeah. mm-hmm. then it can change our marriage and our home so much of the atmosphere yeah. mm-hmm. and, and not hold grudges yeah. and, and don't speak them. Speak it to the Lord. Right. And, and ask the Lord to change it and do things. Yeah. But we need to really speak to the Lord more than we speak to our spouses about all these issues. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He said, he said bring, it to, bring it to me. Bring, bring it to it me. To yeah. me. Yeah. And I think so many times in the flesh we want to spew it mm-hmm. and be able to just say it and feel good about it. So I've said my piece. I've unloaded. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I unload. Yeah. And, and the Lord is saying, where do you see that in the world? Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, because that anger begins, it rolls over to bitterness mm-hmm, and right. then resentment. We wouldn't be here if you hadn't done this mm-hmm. and said that. Right. And, and we live there. And from a physical standpoint, what mm-hmm. bitterness and resentment does to your physical body literally shuts, begins to shut your body down, yeah. right? Then emotionally what it does to your body causes you to become numb and then begin to you know, believe things that aren't... They all, and the, the neuros, all that stuff that bitterness and resentment does. You know, I always say it this way. People who live in the area of bitterness, it's like, I'm I'm going to take this pill that's going to kill me, and I'm going to hope that you're going to die. Yeah. Really? <laughs> that's kind of what it is. You're just, you're just yeah. swallowing it. So the best way to do is, let's get it on the table. Mm-hmm. This is going to hurt, and it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be ugly. We might have to do a little bit of surgery here and all. Mm-hmm. But, man, the long-term results of having a healthy conversation or a healthy relationship long-term mm-hmm. way outweighs just dealing and festering in all that stuff. Right. right, and so it's it's tough, but you we've got to be out of ourselves mm-hmm. and in front of them in the spirit to say, "How do I love them mm-hmm. as you would have me love them, Lord? Right. How do I serve them as you would have me serve them?" Because I've you know, I've read through the scriptures and I see so many times Jesus over and over again, even though he was chastised and ridiculed, and the disciples over and over, again, they were still serving people at their feet, still mm-hmm. giving them what they not what they deserve, but what they needed. Right. They may not deserve it, but maybe they really need yeah. that right there at that moment. And mm-hmm. and if you've got the relationship with the Lord and your spouse right now mm-hmm. is hurting and having multiple things going on, pray for them and, and do not give up on yeah. them and, and, and just turn the other cheek, go the extra mile that the Lord tells us to do. Yeah, that's the greatest example that, that like you're the greatest example of Christ in mm-hmm. that moment Amen. that your spouse will ever see. Right. Not a pastor, not anybody else, but yeah. when they see that spouse of theirs, who they have done all the whatever, still serving them, mm-hmm. still respecting them, not not being a doormat, right. but, but still right. respecting them, still honoring them, right. talking to them right before the kid, all that stuff. That that's the love of Christ. That's the character of Christ mm-hmm. through you to them, and that brings healing in His heart to say, mm-hmm. if she can still do that after all that I've done, that I can step back. And I'm thinking of a couple who they were adultery after adultery after mm-hmm. adultery after adultery. And she found out about it. They had a number of kids and so on. And he found, he realized he needed help. Right. And she ran cover mm. and said, hey, dad's going away for a little while. Mm-hmm. He, he's for work. And she basically, he basically, she basically kicked him out of the house. He had to mm-hmm. go to help and so on. Yeah. But she didn't rat on him. Right. She just said, he's, he's going away for some work. Mm-hmm. He went and got some help. And he found healing. He mm-hmm. realized the addictions that were going on, you know, adultery after adultery. Got help on that stuff. Long term, eventually, 
she welcomes him back in the home long, long a while mm-hmm. back later. As he's walking in the door, mom and all the boys had made this beautiful poster, mm-hmm. dad welcome. Like he's like, I felt like such a smug, I can't mm-hmm. believe all, that, all these things. He's like, but what'd she do? She didn't bash him while he was gone. Mm-hmm. She didn't pitch her side of the story. Yeah. Right. She prayed and her she got people around her to yeah. believe with her what God Amen. was telling her to do. God was doing his thing in his life. Right. He was doing something amazing in her life. We mm-hmm. all have our own story. Yeah. And now their marriage is a unified marriage of a family with four boys. That's great. Right? And so wow. but, but the thing is, nobody sees the details. Right. We just say, I want that. Yeah. I want I want yeah. a family with four. No, no. You have no idea right. what, what we've did. got to get there. <laughs> exactly. Right? That's yeah. the development of discipleship. Of, yeah. of following longevity of life and doing this thing called, you know, a hard walk of Christianity yeah. is lived out. You right. know, it, t- it takes a, a lot of those days being in the in the trenches, right. praying through, fasting through, believing through, mm-hmm. crying through, all those things, right. not gossiping, chatting, trying to you know pitch your angle, but believing because of what you know what what your what your why is. You know, in your marriage, we're gonna we're gonna hold this thing together. And she helped remove that shame oh my goodness, that yeah, probably yeah. was a burden to him because she said, I, "God's gonna take care of yes. you, and God's gonna take care of us." Yep. And and that's a huge thing because we know a lot of people deal with the shame of what they've done, and that's a hindrance for some people. Right. Even that they stop trying to work on their marriage because they don't understand how can you love me after what I've done to you? Mm-hmm. How can you show me this unconditional love? It's only because of Christ, right? Yeah, because in our power, we we don't do that, <laughs> right? Right. Because even the one who's hurt, right, they may not walk in shame, but there's insecurity. Mm-hmm. There's all there's broken parts in them because right. of what the offender has done to them. Yeah, they've got to pick up. And guess what? God says, "Yeah, I've came for every broken heart, right. not just that broken heart. I came for all the broken-hearted individuals." Mm-hmm. So God wants to heal the one who's wounded, and the one who's being has been wounded. You yeah. know, in that process. And so we all walk through that, and none of us get out of this life unscathed. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all have, yeah. you know, bruises and cuts and, and all that stuff. It just tells our story, right? right. All the scars right. tell a story, mm-hmm. right? And so, but but if, if that scar is never healed and it just festers and festers, then we've never really allowed it to heal because we just, we're living in the scar. Right. But a scar that's healed tells a story of how it's been healed and how, you know what, mm-hmm. that was painful and it took, it took six months to get through it. Yeah. But I'm good now. Yeah. I'm good now. But it's and got a story. And then the Lord will use that pain. Yeah, yeah, amen. Yep. And yep. then somebody will share something to somebody and she goes, I've been through that. Mm-hmm. Or he says, My wife was unfaithful. I know what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And men, we've got to tell you, don't give up on your wives mm-hmm. that have taken a detour road. Oh, don't give up. Yeah. Because if you do what you what we're talking about today, you can restore your marriage and have your children. You're you're the example and, yeah. and the living example when a wife has just strayed, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and just didn't have a strong walk with the Lord and was tempted, yep. mm-hmm. you know, at work or wherever, you know. So we, God can do anything. Yeah, there, yeah. there is hope. Yeah. There is <laughs> Never hope. too far gone. Yeah. Never, Never yeah. too far gone. Yeah. If a person's too far gone, then that we've just limited the power of Jesus. Yep. Yep. And I don't believe that's the case. Yep. Yep. Amen. <laughs> I don't believe that's the case. Amen. Well, would you um, pray for mm. the person who is in a struggling marriage right now? They may be going through separation or divorce and trying to fight for that marriage on their own. They may be living you know, in turmoil day after day. But would you pray for that person and then also for their prodigal that's that's trying to run from God and run from a marriage and pray for those marriages? Yeah, I'd love to. 
Wow, Lord, thank you. Um, Father, you said that uh, that there would be trouble on earth, um, no matter what we face, Lord, because we live in a sinful world and there'd be temptations and trials. And there'd be these moments, Lord, that, uh, that are, are tough, Lord. Sometimes life and marriage can get a little ugly. But uh, we know, Lord, your word says that you have come to overcome. And so we're grateful and being reminded, Lord, that no matter what we walk through on this side of heaven, that you're walking through with us. And so, Father, I pray, God, for, for that lonely spouse whose spirit's lonely, whose mind is, is wandering and, and wondering, God, you said you draw near to those who are brokenhearted. Would you first draw near to that individual right now and let them know that, number one, they're not by themselves, they're not alone, mm-hmm. uh, but you are, uh, you're there to, to walk with and to encourage and to teach them, Lord, through this process. But would you also remind them, Father, that your plan is not fully finished yet? Mm-hmm. If, you, if there's still breath in our lungs and we are still on this side of heaven, then the job is not fully finished yet. And I'm mm-hmm. reminded over and over and over and over again throughout Scripture where we thought it, it was a done deal, mm-hmm. again, you rose up. Mm-hmm. Lord, we, we saw, we, we see it, you know, whether, whether it's a dead person uh, being raised up days after they're dead, whether it's a crippled person who's lived 40-plus years of the same disease over and over and over again, it was just the right time that you came into the moment and you brought in restoration, you brought in healing, uh, you brought in a broken life and a broken body and a broken relationship and a broken emotion, Father, and you begin to bring healing to it. God, would you do that for those who are here standing in the gap for their spouse, mm-hmm. praying, fasting, and believing? God, would you mm-hmm. would you encourage them? Would you equip them, Father, with Scripture? Would you equip them, Father, with mm-hmm. relationships, Father? Uh, this ministry and the ministries in this area, Lord, and, 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 and worldwide, God, that would, would inspire them and remind them that you are for them and not against them. Amen. This trial and tribulation they might be facing, Father, uh, it may define them, it may equip them, Lord, but it will not take them out. Amen. We thank you for it, Lord. And God, I pray, Father, for just a couple, Lord, who's uh, just found themselves in, in, in a divided uh, place, Lord, a, a home that's just has its challenging spots, Father. I pray, God, that number one, Father, that they would take ownership of their responsibility, uh, that, Father, every... Uh, every home has a chair. Mm-hmm. And God, that chair is, according to your word, is to be sat in by by the husband, by the father, Lord, of that home. And sometimes uh, uh, that father can't or doesn't, and then, then the wife kind of sits in that chair and takes it out of the throat. But ultimately, Lord, we know that that chair has been put there by you, that mm-hmm. you are the, to be the, the centerpiece of authority in a, in a home, Father. And I pray, God, for yes, that Lord. wayward couple, Lord, who may be struggling, Father, I pray, God, that they would find you at the centerpiece of their marriage, they may not know exactly where to start or what to say, but would they, if they would at least get to a place of going, Father, this is your home. This is your marriage. These are your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, my life is on loan by you. Mm-hmm. Would you use me? Would you do with my life what you will? And God, would you humble my heart to listen and be obedient to what you've called me to do in the little, still, small voice? Say what you want me to say. Respond the way you want me to respond. Act the way I should act. God, that I can honor you with my life, my marriage, my family, my kids, my job, my career. God, I want to honor you with it, Lord. So help me do that. Thank you, Father. You said that you are 
an ever help in present in times of need. And so, Lord, would you be that ever help of present in this time of need in those marriages? Thank you for this ministry, Lord. Thank you for its reaching into to the lives of so many households and so many families, Lord, here locally and abroad. Continue to bless it and use it for your glory, for lives to be changed and hearts to be turned to you and marriages to be restored and families mm-hmm. to walk with you all the days of their life from mm-hmm. this generation to the next generation and so on. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining Thank us, Scott. You. It was great. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.